patriotism, faith, national unity, education, fiscal responsibility, civility, the values that define America. Fascinating stories and talks from America-loving patriots dedicated to preserving freedom, opportunity, and justice. Welcome to the Friends and Fellow Citizens Podcast. again everyone welcome to part two of episode 110 friends and fellow citizens hope you enjoyed part one if you haven't listened to it check out the link down in the show notes below uh, take a listen and if you are in for the ride for the holly trivia this is the place to be i am very very excited to release a recording of my trivia with uh, Maura Spence Carroll, uh, who is our guest. She is former Miss Colorado, also a, a former intelligence analyst, currently serving in the Army Reserve, and is also a student and an advocate for uh, for mental health among uh, mil- the military and veterans. And so I'm very, very excited to share this recording. I, I decided to do something a little different. Much of this recording is unedited, because I really want to show what it's like to play something like this. It's it's kind of hard to play some of these trivia games with an audio-only format, uh, but I think this is a good opportunity to show you what it's like behind the scenes a little bit and get a sense of just the dynamic nature. Think of working with a guest like Mora, and I hope you enjoy uh, this largely unedited recording of the 2022 Holiday Trivia so sit back, relax, play along if you like, and enjoy the episode. We're going to now go into our trivia game, and I have no idea how good Mara is on trivia, and uh, the fact that she hasn't given me any indication of that is is really making me a little nervous about this. Oh, don't worry, <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> well, she's saying that, of course. We'll, we'll, let, we'll, we'll, we'll let actions be the judge of, a judge of that. We shall um, see. All right, so um, let's see. Maura, why don't you go first? And what we'll do, just as to wrap up, so for all those of you who are listening, um, be sure, if you want to obviously keep up with it, the trivia, maybe maybe some of you are out there are good at trivia, a lot better than me, and uh, if you want to uh, tag along. But um, I obviously thought that given that this is the final interview episode of 2022 and we're in that holiday spirit, it's only fitting to have have one of these. And we we did a trivia last we did a trivia last year and uh, went pretty well. And I got stumped on those. Hopefully, I don't get stumped the same same way when I do my comprehensive exam for my doctoral degree. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Exactly. Fingers crossed. Um, so, uh, uh, Maura, are you are you all set, or do you want to? I'm ready. Okay. I'm All right. I don't know if you can see. I'm literally pulling up the questions I have. That's why my face keeps flashing uh, with white light. <laughs> she might be coming guns blazing. It might not be. Might not be a metaphor there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up, if I'm up, if I'm up against a soldier, I might might not have might not have a shot. If I literally don't have any guns blazing here. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. I'm only a sharpshooter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maura, well, um, let's have you go first. Uh, fire away. Okay. 
This one is going to be a little bit of a softball for you. Okay. True or false. The song Jingle Bells was always intended to be a Christmas song. Hmm. Is this a trick question? (laughs) It's a question. Uh, Answer it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go with my guts based on the, the jingles and all that. I'm going to say true for that. Mm -hmm. It was written for Thanksgiving. (sighs) What? Yeah. No, that's, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I, I only know the song. I'm not. I, I didn't know I was supposed to know what what holiday was for. Jingle bells are not inherently Christmas, but I will say uh, they are winter. They are definitely for winter. Thanksgiving gotcha. falls okay. in that. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm over one so far. Um, it's okay. Still got. I can still come back from this, but boy, yeah. I was really. I was like. Yeah, this is. I this sounds like a trick question. I don't know why, but uh, anyway, I mean, it kind of was. My, but <laughs> half a almost one semester of academia into this doctoral degree, I haven't gotten past the jingle bells question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Mara. So here's my turn. So let's go and uh, all right, first one. So I only I've got. Th- Four questions. We got four questions total. So Morris got three more. I'll answer my ask my first one. All of them be multiple choice except for one because uh, I kind of want to. Kind of want to. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's it's a it's a bad chance, you know. Some you got to take a chance, Mora. So, yeah. Um, all right. So first question is, it there's it is illegal to throw a snowball at a building or at someone else, including Santa Claus, I guess in this case, um, in which, in which of the following cities? So with three choices, there's Aspen, Colorado, Jackson, Wyoming, or Bozeman, Montana. Oh my gosh. I feel like I should know this because it's Western region. Yeah. I thought I'd throw in some Colorado in there since, it's since we're talking to former Miss Colorado, right? Jackson, Wyoming. Yeah, where um, Grand Teton is, and where not too far from Yellowstone. Yeah, is it is it Jackson? Jackson, your final answer. Yes, it is not Jackson in Wyoming. The corrector is Aspen, Colorado. No, I got the trick question. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, oh, gotcha. <laughs> that is not fair. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I, I need to look up some Colorado trivia, and maybe there's something, you know, because obviously snow, throwing snowballs, that was a tradition. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, she might fall for it. She might not. So, um, but, 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 but there you go. So don't throw snowballs. I mean, we, we all, ha- I can't believe we all have to remind Mora not to throw snowballs at a building for crying out loud. I'll try not loud. to, but you know, <laughs> just me and my, my wily snowball throwing ways. <laughs> I like how the law is like at a building or someone else, like as if, I mean, as if there were, those are the only two, as if those are the only two choices, people are either throwing snowballs at someone or at or the building. building. And yeah, might, might've been an amendment to that law. Maybe it's initially just throwing at people and, and, and just then there anyone was who property moves. damage and someone said, yep. we need to fix this right away. Yeah. That probably does, the insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> that does raise the question. Is Santa a person or is he a mythical being or is he something Metaphys- else? Well, metaphysics wasn't really my thing. Uh, but <laughs> my political science uh, theory will not help either. Um, so, 
Oh boy, that's you know, you know, I I took philosophy classes um, in college and. And I thought it was kind of interesting, right? You learn about Plato and Socrates yeah. and all that. And I think the fact that none of them even tried to t- answer that question, Mora, I th- I think that's raises more. that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> Socrates um, wouldn't even touch the issue. Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. You take the Santa guy down. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, that was that was. It was, it was an interesting class, but there's there was an allegory of the of the cave, which is like basically ah, it's yes. about like reality. Yeah, so it's like, man, there's people sitting in a cave that long and can't even think about, can't even dream about Santa Claus. Like that's <laughs> maybe, maybe 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 that's what happens if you're on the naughty list. You also get to stare at uh, at a wall in the cave there. Um, <laughs> all right, I I digress quite a bit from caves to snowballs to insurance companies. So, um, Mora, why don't you? Since we're we're both over one, so it's okay. We still got three more. Um, okay. Why don't you fire away with your second question? Awesome. In Japan, it's common for families to go to this fast food chain on Christmas. Hmm. I know mine aren't multiple fast. choice. Okay. You know. I think I'm trying to think of the international brand. I don't think it's going to be something like McDonald's or Burger King. I think it doesn't seem very festive enough. Uh, I think I'm trying to think of like a chain that's very American, like something that you know will will kind would of. You, tempt would you say into. that McDonald's is an American? Well, M- McDonald's <laughs> is American, but but it's like, <laughs> but it's but it's like a something. It, it can have a different kind of. American. Yeah, it's like. It's, Sometimes it's got a negative connotation, American. You know what I mean? Like I, when I was I was in the UK for three years, and I tell you, there's some people you you can't tell someone. I, I I'm telling you right now, like if you're overseas and you're American, you tell someone you're going to McDonald's, you're going to get the stereotypes right away. Oh, and it's I like know. May, I know, it's, and it's like maybe I just it's not that I end up there. It's like I just want to go because I really want a McDonald's. It's not because I belong there. <laughs> It's not the embassy or anything. My parents are in Scotland right now house hunting because they're moving back to Scotland. Wow. Oh, my. My stepdad, anytime he heard about us wanting McDonald's or anything, he would make so much fun of us because he would go, oh, you Americans, and flip out. It was so funny. Uh, yeah, Americans like me. I'm pointing to myself. I'm, uh, I'm guilt. I'm, I'm guilty of association there with with McDonald's there. <laughs> but, uh, you went off on right, a tangent. So okay, sorry. We did. We did. No, it's, to- it's, it's totally fine. Um, I so I'm gonna rule this out. I think a it's got to be between. I don't think there's IHOP in Japan, so I'm gonna rule that. I I've got a feeling it's like Denny's, so I'm gonna. Damn. Because Denny's is like the classic like Denny's diner thing, diner experience. You would put Denny's over Waffle House. <laughs> uh oh, here's they're gonna this run the you Texas, out of Alabama. This is the Texas coming out of more a little right bit. Now. Yeah, there is there is a Waffle House ten minutes away from my house, and I don't go very often because I don't think that would be good for my cholesterol. But I love it so much. It is good. It's good comfort food. Uh, so Denny's final answer. Denny's final answer, as but I do think Waffle House is amazing. I I forgot to, I can't I nice I, I can't believe I forgot to I, I forgot who I was dealing with here. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, Denny's answers, is my final answer. Your answer is wrong. Uh, the answer is KFC, what? and I actually KFC. already knew about this. It's traditional for them to get like the big bucket of fried chicken. 
and huh. eat that on Christmas. Oh, like because it's like a like turkey ish, like you know the the yeah. the drumsticks and all. Okay, yeah, okay, I can I can see that. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean they don't. Ha- that doesn't mean they stay away from Denny's though. That's they can I go to KFC mean- and Denny's. Maybe Correct. Denny's to start the morning and then and then finish up with KFC. Maybe, or maybe Denny's just isn't as special as KFC is. Like KFC is like the only Christmas, and then Denny's is I like monthly thing so on a technicality i can give you a half point for the implication that you might be you might be onto something <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to mention that when i get show up to customs at uh, in tokyo <laughs> <laughs> just be like by the way i know about this kfc secret not so secret that uh you all embark on so, uh, but, but then I'll get the typical, Amer- like, oh, typical American, you know, talking about KFC. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you can't, you flew all the way here just to eat KFC. Don't you have it back there? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about the, you know, have you heard about the, you know, the variations of McDonald's and all that? That's always, that's always kind of a, uh, interesting, what? um, oh, yeah, yeah, cause like uh, different it, like menu items, right? Yeah. Like Starbucks yeah. has like different menu items and oh my gosh, what else? Um, yeah, everything has like different things. I guess that that made sense in my brain. <laughs> uh, it's it's it, I I totally get it. No, don't worry about it. It's uh, maybe, maybe you're thinking McDonald's and uh, KFC and Waffle and House. Hungry. All <laughs> <laughs> I've already I've already made more hungry once, or she's made me hungry once. So no. we're, we're we're both guilty of that. <laughs> uh, all right, great. So well. Not so great for me because I'm 0 for two, but um, we'll we'll see. Maybe 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 the tide will change uh, depending on this question. So, Laura, you said you like Christmas a lot, so mm-hmm. this will be this will this could say a lot about how much you really love Christmas. Oh, no. uh, Saint Nicholas, obviously the names, the actual Saint Nicholas, uh, the namesake of Santa Claus. Saint and Saint Nicholas was born in which modern day country? Russia. Turkey or Greece? Oh no. I know this one. I know this one. We'll, we'll find out in a few I'm seconds. Being, I'm, I'm such a bad half half Catholic. Okay. Um <laughs> I can explain that at a later date. Okay. It, Russia? You said Russia? Not final answer. Not final answer. Not final answer. Okay. Raise your eyebrow. Uh, I didn't. I didn't raise eyebrow. I'm just asking you. Yes, if that's you did. your you final answer. Your eyebrow. That was a mic- that was a micro expression. I saw. I could could have been. I could have been surprised that you got the correct answer. If it was, if it is the correct answer. No, this it this this is different than this. Uh, <laughs> okay, Turkey. I guess I don't know. Turkey. Turkey. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer. That's your answer? Yes. You can change it. You can change it back to Russia. Okay, I'll get... No, wait. Are you playing mind games on me? I'm I'm just asking you what your final answer is. I don't know what my final answer is. I'm too competitive that, for these things. Then, then uh, it's going to be hard for me to process what your final answer is. I don't know what my final answer is. Um, <laughs> Got to pick a final answer. It's only one... Russia, Turkey, or Greece. Russia. Russia? The answer is Turkey. <laughs> I knew it. That is not funny. That is so not fair. Uh, maybe maybe your facial recognition skills or are, uh, are not not as 
not as good as you would have thought. <laughs> well, I changed my answer originally, and then you and then you kept a stone cold face after that. Yeah, I would. I was just asking you what your final answer is. That's that's. I'm you know I'm as neutral as Alice Trebek, you know, in Jeopardy. <laughs> just just making sure because we didn't want to have any technical issues or anything like that. Uh, oh, you buzz exactly. in your answer. <laughs> okay, but but you were. I I will admit though. I would probably would have said Russia if I didn't know the answer to this. In part, it's not just because my last name sounds Russian, but because I always, I always, I always kind of associate it. You know, you think about like you know the, the Russian Orthodox Church and all, mm-hmm. and you and Ukraine obviously has um, you know it's certainly historically as also has the Orthodox Church and there's the the element of religion is still kind of playing in, in to some degree. I think some might argue that. Given you know, in the current state of the Russian-Ukrainian war, I think there might be there's obviously an element of talking about um, the associations between the Russian Orthodox Church and the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, and the, and the kind of the schism, and and also just the the generalized Eastern <laughs> yeah, Orthodox yep. Church. Yeah, oh, exactly. So yeah, so Saint Nicholas is was born modern Turkey. Um, that's no in no reference to the the holiday we just celebrated, but. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I mean, again, I didn't know the answer to this before. I knew so, so more don't feel, don't feel too, don't feel as, as frustrated as you already are at, at me. But, uh, but then again, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just the innocent, um, um, you know, game show host of this. Ah, yes. I forgot (laughs) the, the, um, Never influenced, very neutral. <laughs> yep, exactly. No, much... no stake in this. Not wanting. Not there's no reason that we should be competitive with each other right now. I'm like Finland. <laughs> I'm like Finland right now. So. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, great. So let's move on to your third question then. So we're both both tied for not for the best reason, but. <laughs> we're tied, so go <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we can just cut out where our scores are and say that we tied at the end if we end up okay. getting these right. <laughs> okay. Little little trick. Okay. Uh, what is the nickname of the burglars that try to break into the McAllisters' home? Oh, I oh, okay. I I I love Home Alone. So if you thought you were going to get me with this one. It's the Wet Bandits. <laughs> there we go. You have a yeah. point. You did it. <laughs> um, without giving too much away, Wet Bandits. Um, they would basically. Well, if you if you don't if you haven't watched it, cut this part out or pause or fast forward. The movie's until, been out for like thirty years. Exact. Yes, it was released in the. I mean, it was released in the decade I was born in. So you know, people have had enough time to to watch this movie. Um, yeah, there's been time. Yeah, and, and if people haven't watched it or haven't host, maybe I mean it's a great reason to host people. If if you know it family is. members who don't who haven't watched the movie, uh, that's that that's like the way to reset your Christmas vacation plans. I'll give people a, a big old spoiler warning. Uh, in Home Alone, the kid does end up at home all alone. Uh, and from there, <laughs> it just gets crazier. <laughs> so much for the, it's not how you start, it's how you end. Uh, right? right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Wet Bandits, because of Marv, one of the one of the antagonists, he would always leave, the, they would always leave the water on because Maybe he had some sort of self-satisfaction there of flooding the house, you know, kind of 
you know, scorched earth sort of, uh, I mean, not, it's, I, mean, I inadvertently use like a military sort of term, like scorched earth, like General Sherman sort of, uh, <laughs> sort of, sort of thinking. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's yeah, the wet bandits, but yeah, that was such a great movie. And it's like, it's like every kid's almost like every kid's dream to some degree, like maybe not purposely being left alone in the home, but just to like be like the main character and, and it, it's it's just iconic. So, <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for my question. It's number three. Yep. Some number yeah, three. number three. Okay. So, all right. So, you, let's do let's do this one here. Okay, number three. Which of the following countries invented eggnog? Um, are you an eggnog fan or? You... I love eggnog. Oh, okay. All right. I ha- I can't say I love anything anymore <laughs> because then it tur- it's it's going to keep being this thing where it's like you say you love Christmas, but you don't know where St. Nicholas, whom Santa is based on, is from. And it's going to be sad. But yeah, let's let's do the eggnog thing. Let's go. Okay. Um uh all right, first A, Germany, B, England, or C, France. So, which one of those, which country invented eggnog, or in another way, where which country did eggnog originate from? I'm trying to think very critically right now. Think critically about eggnog. That's the way to go. I know. <laughs> there are sometimes things come out of my mouth that I never thought I would say in my lifetime. All right. Eggnog. Oh my God, you're going to have to cut out so much thinking. Uh, I'm going to go with first instinct, England. England? You are correct. It is England. Okay. (laughs) You mentioned cutting out thinking. I've already done that in my life. That's that's, that's how I got to where I am now. (laughs) Uh, Yes, a PhD student famous for their not using their brains. What are you talking about? Pretty much. Pretty much. uh, (laughs) You know, I mean, with the, the, the that's that's why we need a PhD degree is to try and prove to people that we still have a brain after we four years. Brain, yeah. <laughs> um, Don't worry, guys. They gave it back to me after my I defended my research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was held hostage in the in, by by the dissertation committee. That's what the that's what they that's what really happens behind the scenes uh, is basically brains brain surgery gone wrong in in academia. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I, I think about, I just, I love studying and I love reading and I love writing. And sometimes I'm like, maybe I could just stay safe in academia for my entire life. And then I, then I remember all the things that I've heard my friends who have gotten their master's degrees and PhDs had to do. And I think I'm, I'm perfectly fine with a maximum of six to eight more years of school. Like I'm okay with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, definitely for PhD programs, if if you're definitely well, year six, you're, it's, it's something you know. The school will be like, "Hmm, you've been here for a while." Uh- <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you gonna graduate yet? Uh, I'm actually doing research for you guys. You pay me, and then you're gonna <laughs> give me a piece of paper that says I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> cool. I didn't even know we did that. <laughs> How, how, how about a pay increase to match up with inflation, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, hey, this doesn't match up with inflation in our area, though. But it's the national average. <laughs> Be happy. Yeah, I, I got a sneaky suspicion, especially since I'm studying University of Alabama. I got a sneaky suspicion that it's it's mainly because people want to keep watching Nick Saban coach the football team. <laughs> I, that's not, the real reason. I'm not a, a sports person. I'm a baseball gal, um, but football I still struggle to understand. Um, the last like meaningful thing I could say about football period was uh, when Joe Burrow was still playing for LSU – um, because Texas, Louisiana, I have to cheer for LSU and A&M. Um, and now I think he's with the Bengals. Yep. And that's as far as the knowledge goes. <laughs> oh my gosh, where is... Yeah, um, well, yeah, I mean, I remember, yeah, Burrow played against uh, A&M in that, uh, that big 74-72 victory. I'll never forget. And, of course, Mora, coming from Texas, would will appreciate... Uh, me mentioning a and m and as i did before oh my gosh, yes so she gave me a gig can you believe that <laughs> yeah listen the day that it's it's like the the day that the lights went out in georgia the day that a and m beat bama is to this day <laughs> one of the best days i can't say that anymore it, yes, is, you can. can't you're allowed to stay loyal it's okay we won't judge you <laughs> got a bit of a conflict when a m was coming to play alabama there was a clear conflict of interest here uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah, we had to keep you away from the game entirely because it, it was just not fair exactly now now the close results that's 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 a whole other story but uh, but uh, no, I I I really lo- I still love AM as an institution and all. So even though I am you know roll tied right now, but you know it's there's the, oh, I, I still you. I still watch AM games. Uh, Mora just doesn't know enough about my football practices. So. <laughs> Not practices like me playing football, but you know just just like my watching habits, I should say. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find this one really good question. Right. I, I I think we're just, we're talking about all this stuff because Mora hasn't had her eggnog yet, so you know. Absolutely, I need to go out and get some. Yes, now. Okay. I was supposed to have dinner with a friend tonight. Uh, she's sick, <laughs> so now I get to go out and buy myself some eggnog for the night. Very exciting. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, we are once again we find ourselves tied, so it might come down to. Uh, to these final two questions. So, Mara, tell us about your final question. This is a good one. Ready? Yep. What is the biggest Christmas gift ever given on record? Hmm. <sighs> Big biggest Christmas gift. You know, I I don't know why I just thought of this, but I oh gosh, I remember when. Because oh, I'm going to sound like such American history buff um, when I say this, but oh, when General when when General Sherman captured Savannah, uh, actually, you know what? That was Lincoln's birthday. That was not Christmas. So forget what I just said. <laughs> that was uh, I just mentioned Lincoln's birthday. That's uh, you know I just want everyone to, everyone to know that Lincoln's birthday is coming up at some point. Between now yes. and his birthday. So be sure to look <laughs> out for that. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So lost my train of thought. So I'm thinking, okay, large gift. So that could be like a large statue. It could be, 
Uh, it could be like a, it could be like Alaska. Uh, <laughs> well, that was bought. I don't think that one was a gift. Oh, that was bought. Yeah. Yeah. It's bought on Amazon. Um, no. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it bought, bought, yeah, Jesus. bought by Amazon by William Seward in the 1860s. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice job, Sherman. Um, okay. So largest gift. <sighs> so many gifts out there. Like, and I'm not like not just like in general, but like large gifts. If I were, I I I I think you no, know, the satchelator is probably given like during for Fourth of July. So, oh boy, oh boy, I'm gonna say largest gift given on Christmas. Oh man, like now I gotta think of every single gift that's ever existed that's large. And it's like, boy, there's so many definitions of large. Uh, Do you want can, a Hail Mary? Sure. It. I can tell you that it, it was gifted within the United States. Within the United States. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Lincoln? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, largest gift. Yeah. Hmm. A memorial. I'm going to say, is it... Uh, I threw out the Lincoln be... Memorial as a joke. Okay. just want to make that clear. That wasn't like a hint for it or a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, come on. You, you almost threw me off. I was on such a Lincoln, Lincoln track. That's why I had to stop you before you, before you <laughs> sent in your final answer. Maybe it's like another memorial. Um yeah, we just have Lincoln on the brain now. Yeah. Okay, I I I'm I've blanked out. I know it's probably not going to be the right answer, but because this program is kind of the namesake is Washington, so I'm going to just just going to say somehow the Washington Monument was the tallest and the biggest Christmas gift ever. <laughs> Final answer? Yep. Okay, so what cracks me up is that you said the Statue of Liberty, which is the correct answer. Oh, and then no. you said, no, that's for the 4th of July. Oh. So it was technically a Christmas gift. Oh, okay. Wow. Boy, yeah. you got me on this one, Maura. I, I, I got to... Yeah. Gotta, I got to give props to you. And you didn't flinch. You didn't react. Or at least I didn't see. I tried so hard not to. I'm usually, my face is usually pretty expressive. So I have to, especially in serious situations, my, I have to stop myself from reacting because I will. <laughs> okay. So you were basically, so were you, basically you were cracking up this entire time, like from Statue of Liberty to, to, to when you reveal the answer. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lincoln wasn't. Well, obviously, obviously, I was I wasn't off in terms of like the time, obviously, because you know Lincoln was Lincoln lived until sixty five, eighteen sixty five, and um, Statue yeah, of Liberty uh, was. Um, he was uh, gifted in the night in the eighteen eighties, right? Bartholdi, I believe, was the uh, the sculptor for 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 that one for for the Statue of Liberty. I'm googling when it was. I don't I don't want to know how many steps are to the top. I want to know <laughs> when it was gifted. I was wondering, I mean, the elevator was invented in the 1850s, so it wouldn't, I mean, if, I don't know who was involved in the engineering and all that, but 
There's probably some guy yeah, that back then I was like, you know, we could use an elevator for this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure if this. There might be an elevator in there. I'm not. Maybe like a work elevator, but I think there, I think there has to be because there's no way people, everybody, or maybe I don't know. I have to Google my like I told you my trivia game. Statue of Liberty elevator. Googled now. Ah, yes, there is an elevator. There is an elevator. <laughs> if you had asked me if there was an elevator in the Statue of Liberty, I would have gotten this one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't ask you an easy question like that. <laughs> it's a, it is a tough one. It could have been an escalator, you know? It could have been, right? <laughs> There's just a pulley system, and you have to have the upper body strength to lift yourself up to the top. I, I don't doubt your, your ability to do that, uh, to... To, to ah. your, your strength, your physical strength. So, um, only one way to find out. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question, everybody. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, no, that's. Uh, I'll I'll take the loss in that one. But I next time I should probably think I should probably stop. You know, I feel like felt like I ran through a stop sign there. You know, we're probably okay. should have probably should have stopped. So we'll I'll, call it a California stop. California stop. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know you my shirt. Slowed down. You thought about it and decided not to. Yeah, and then, and then you realize that those drivers are still thinking about it after <laughs> after driving <laughs> off. It haunts them. Was, was that a stop sign? Or was that just someone with an octagon, red octagon? <laughs> All right, so my final question. So if Mora gets this right, um, then she has superior superiority over me for the rest of uh, rest of the history of the in the history of the universe. Oh, high um, stakes! <laughs> all right, I'll, I will give you a hint if if you do request in the song "The Twelve Days of Christmas." How many gifts in total were given? If you were to take every single like lyric, you know, 12 days of Christmas, you know, all that. Does that include the repetitions? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. So when they say like one thing, that'd be one. And the next verse is two, blah, 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 one, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to? No, I can't. No calculators. Now, again, I can't, I can't, I can give you a hint. Um, Don't. <laughs> Okay. I feel like I'm not using a calculator. Okay. <laughs> I'm Laura put her hands up as if Yeah. As if I I'm doing a traffic stop or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, making a mental note. Okay. If it makes you feel any better, I'm a liberal arts major for a reason. Uh I I would say I have a natural and also, you know, worked upon. I've, I've developed it, uh, aptitude for reading and writing and speaking. Um, the same was not extended to my abilities when it comes to math, which is devastating. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was walking in my advanced math class in high school pretty confident and then uh, – well, let's just say the numbers didn't add up when it came to the GPA. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was it was my what was it? Geometry. Ge- oh, my ethics book just fell. <laughs> put my put my textbook away. It was my geometry class that um, ruined my love of math. 
because growing up, I wanted to be an astrophysicist. Specifically, I wanted to work for NASA. And part of that was because my stepdad's co-worker, Stephanie, was origin- was an astrophysicist. And I thought she was the coolest person ever. I was desperate. I was like, I want to I want to be just like her. Unfortunately, you have to be good at math to do physics because physics is just more math uh, wearing a science suit, basically, <laughs> um, as is the case of most sciences. Yes. <laughs> that was the very tragic demise of a long held dream was seventh grade. <laughs> Is that why initially say you were reaching for the stars and then like, oh, oh, we'll just settle for the moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. You have to, you have to be realistic. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, well, as my physics teacher put it, physics is the study of everything. So that, uh, that yeah. definitely clears things up as science is I, expected to do. I, there is something, and this is so nerdy of me to say there is something so romantic about STEM that I don't know how to explain. Like the fact that I've never met, to be fair, I've never met a single person who, when they get into the higher level, um, like master's PhD programs who are immediately like naturally gifted, even if they have an aptitude for it, every STEM major has to work for it to a certain extent. Um, and I think it's just, it's just so interesting and aspirational to be able to do that, to be able to constantly improve. It's so neat. Exactly. Um, don't yeah. pay attention to the fact that I'm adding things right now. Yeah, I, I should have, I, I didn't think there was gonna be a lot of math into this, but uh... I know you <laughs> tricked and me. Yet, yeah. Okay. I th- I think if I were to, if if you had asked for a hint, then maybe maybe that w- maybe that window is closed, but um, it might have might have saved you some some math skills and number skills. No, I I can't take the hint. That's not fa- that's not fair. It's too late now. Thirty six. That's not my final answer. That's okay. not my final answer. Now I have to just um, fill time so people aren't just listening to the sounds of me, again, doing <laughs> math, which is not the most fun experience. Okay. One of my favorite videos of all time, this is, and people, listeners want to check this out. This is, uh, this is, I think his name was Arthur Benjamin, and he was called a math magician, and he could just add numbers really quick. I mean, it, it, you know, it feels like, I mean, obviously it's a lot of, you know, mental shortcuts and whatnot, but still it's like, you're just fascinated by how these people can, can add up all these numbers so quickly and, and just, just using numbers as that canvas to almost paint a picture or to, to describe something or it's just still fascinates me. You know, it's uh, I mean, in the realm of political science, you're always dealing with qualitative and quantitative things. Just, you know, how do you collect data? And and there's a fascination on, on, on both sides. So while there is an inclination generally to do quantitative stuff, but you know, it's, it, it's even, I think it's even more amazing when you have the actual experts do the magic of, you know, him like predicting, like, like he could, all you got to do is like tell him like the, the, your, the day, the month, and the year you're born, he could tell you what day of the week it was. You know, that sort of thing. 
I mean, that's terrifying. Yes. yes. I think (laughs) imagine meeting some, imagine going to like a, a partner's business dinner or whatever, like a cocktail mingling. And you mentioned in passing like, Oh yeah, my, my birthday was last week. Has Thursday or whatever, and they go, You were born on a Sunday? Like, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's it was pretty amazing. He, he even predicted, uh, you even said the day of the the week in, in 1820, I believe, was what, um, he, he just asked for a challenge. He's like, Hey, pick a date in the 1800s. And, uh, he also knew it was sunny as well that day. Oh my gosh. That is <laughs> well, that, well, that's what he claimed. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, sunny depends on where, right? I mean, yeah, yeah he, he was in California at the time and California wasn't even a state uh, for another 30 years. So, uh, oh, I'm struggling so hard on this math struggle bus right now. Don't, I think, I think more I'm is just, kidding. just writing down all the gifts that she could possibly get. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing. You said no calculators. You didn't say no pen no. and paper. I, I am. That's true. At, that's I'm true. Very good at loopholes, if nothing else. But even if you add up the numbers, I still think that you should have taken the hint because it would have made. Nope. Would have saved some pen and paper. First of it all, it might have. But then, what's the honor in that? <laughs> it's a lot of honor in 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 winning the trivia. <laughs> Listen, it's it's not just the fact of winning trivia. It is the way in which one wins the trivia. And I I am choosing to do so the hard way, which I think is a metaphor for my entire life. But that's fine. Because um, I can be proud of this, you know? Absolutely. Okay, my final answer is not ready yet. <laughs> It's not ready yet. Not ready yet is your is her final answer. Ah, wait. Uh, no, just my final answer is three hundred and sixty-four gifts. A gift for every day. You are absolutely correct, and that kind of encapsulates that encapsulates the Christmas spirit in a lot of ways. Which is it's not necessarily just the number of gifts, but it's also you know the kind of that countdown to Christmas that yeah. we I think we all we all kind of think about. So. Great job, Mora. So Thank two to you. one. I am. I, I am. I am very, very happy that you that you were able to get that number and get to that number because uh, I would not have been able to in the at this time in my life pull out a piece of paper and write down numbers. That is that, that is not what is expected of me. Yes. <laughs> but great job, Mora, and uh, that'll conclude our trivia. And I like to. Before we wrap it up, um, there's this one sort of big tradition that we always do on Friends of Fellow Citizens, which is, as you may know, Mora, of the shows called Friends of Fellow Citizens, because named after the first four words of George Washington's farewell address. And he outlined really kind of some basic themes, or at least themes I plucked out of of, of that speech. And uh, the, the, the themes are uh, patriotism, faith national unity, education, fiscal responsibility, and civility. Maura, if you could pick one or more of those uh, values and kind of tie in with, with, uh, with some of the things that we discussed today, and certainly you know, serving our, our, our nation's armed forces can, can basically encapsulate all of them, but um, what, which one or which one do you think stand out to you the most and, and why you think that is? I am going to pick two, if that's not too much of a... Um, 
you know, rocking the boat, but I feel as though faith and education are the two things that have kept me going throughout my, you know, hard days, hardships. A big reason why I joined the military was also because it would pay for my education. And the thought of the fact that I was able to not only serve my country and potentially do some good, no matter how big or small, and the fact that it was also helping me to pay for an education that would put me into a career that would allow me to help others is a major driving force for myself. And I also say faith because I, I'm a Christian and I believe that God very strangely kept putting me exactly where I needed to be because there is no reason why I should have made the decision to join the army, but I did just kind of out of nowhere. I was like, I'm going to do that. I feel like I'm supposed to do that. I got stationed in Colorado. The one place I wanted to, I wanted to be stationed. I had leadership that wanted to support me in my goal of becoming Miss Colorado and going to Miss America. And I've had some hardships and it is through faith and the belief that there is a greater future for me somewhere out there. And there's a greater purpose for me as was designed for me by God that has kept me going even when I thought I couldn't. And I am eternally thankful for that and thankful for the, my gosh, the relationship I've developed with my God and the ways that I'm able to serve not only my country, but him through just kindness and um, kindness and civil service. That's wonderful. And, and obviously such a great tie in with, with Christmas coming up and, and, uh, you know, not the 364 gifts you're going to get. Oh, this is okay. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, Maybe you have 364 people who are in line, basically waiting to 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 give you so sad gifts. Although that that'd be uh-huh. that'd be pretty astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be shocked <laughs> if anyone um, wants to send me um, a Costco membership. My address is. <laughs> I think I remember reading about that somewhere. Uh, you know, when in the Bible, I'm pretty sure the, the yeah. Costco membership story. It's, you know, um, three wise men came and they brought him frankincense and they brought him gold and they brought him a platinum Costco card, um, preloaded with a five year subscription <laughs> or membership. But what baby Jesus really wanted was an Amazon prime subscription. <laughs> and that's why we have epiphany. <laughs> So they could come back with the prime. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, I, I was I was gonna say, uh, uh, what is what does Christmas kind of mean to you? You know, generally speaking, I mean, um, yeah, it's not just maybe not just yourself as a Christian, but kind of you know how how it kind of plays a role in in uh, in your life. I mean, I can't lie. A big aspect of it is that my sister loved Christmas; like it was her favorite. And as I've gotten older, I have developed a much deeper appreciation for the way that everything picks up around Christmas, but slows down at the same time. Uh, I joke that one reason I love Christmas so much now that I live in Colorado is because it's a coping mechanism for when it gets unbearably cold. But I also love the sense of warmth and community and joy that is spread during the Christmas season. And Regardless of what holidays you personally celebrate or 
what reason it is that you gather together with family and are able to have a common celebration or a, you know, commonality bringing you together. It's a time for us to reflect on what we have. And I just, I love the kindness and the warmth and the family aspect of it. You know, if we're going back to talking about found family, I love that I've had Christmases spent with my blood family. I've had Christmases spent with my friends when we weren't able to, you know, leave for Carson for Christmas. I love people who have opened up their homes to me, such as the Bergerons and the Swift family who really gave me a place to land and made me feel loved. And I love the fact that in the Christmas season, it feels like that's what everyone's trying to do is just love one another. Very well said. I couldn't, couldn't have put it better. And and I think that's why it is, it is the most wonderful time of the year. You know, there, I think there is, I think there is a purpose of, you know, in the midst of the, the eggnog and the, the, the gifts and the family time and the Christmas tree and trivia and all that there, there is something very, very special. I think that bonds, 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 every family. So, um, uh, I just wanted to, before we wrap up, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to Friends and Fellow Citizens. I mean, we talked about your your platform, and we did this. We did our trivia, which I'm sure I, which I gave you a hard time at times, uh, but you were not going to let that. <laughs> you're not going to let that uh, affect your your let victory. Let the scratch paper show. Yes, I was going to get the last one right. <laughs> Um, I, I, I have no doubt that, you know, your platform, your story and your motivation, you talked about your sister, Kitty. Um, I, I really think that this is going to propel you to, to so many great things in life and, you know, your service to nation and, you know, just obviously last month we celebrated Veterans Day, which is always a great, great day to think about those who have served. And obviously we've spoke a little about Christmas and, and the things that, that you care about. And, um, it's, I think just a wonderful way to, to get, get people that in spirit, you know, spirit of the holidays and, and, uh, and, and, uh, I'm sure maybe more in the future will open up her like Christmas land. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be <laughs> absolutely huge. Oh um, yeah. One of these days <laughs> probably includes a mountain range in Colorado. Uh, so <laughs> we'll just buy the mountain, turn it but, into the North pole. Exactly. Well, there's actually, there's already hilariously, there's already a place called the North pole here that has a whole Christmas workshop thing. Here. So I guess I'll just have to take it over and redecorate more pink. <laughs> I, I I have no doubt that that could actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Maura, did you do you have any any uh, final remarks you want to make, and uh, and maybe just how people can learn a bit more um, about kind of your platform, and maybe what what, what you're going to be up to uh, uh, later later on down the line? Uh, well, like I said, this is a quieter season for me. It's a season of building and and planning. Uh, so I'm being a little bit more quiet these days, but if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, uh, you can, I guess it's Mora M A U R A dot Ashlyn, A I S L I N G. I know it doesn't make sense. It's an Irish name. Um, and I guess my last message, since this is the last one, your last, you know, interview on the podcast of the year is to be good to one another, wherever you are, wherever you're listening at, 
whatever you're going through. Um, do, do good today for no reason. Like, you don't need an excuse. I'm giving you permission to just do something that is kind and warm and spreads a little bit more warmth around our world when in a time when it seems that we are a little bit more reluctant to. Absolutely. Spread some holiday cheer, right? Spread some holiday yeah. cheer, hot cocoa and uh, the yeah, fireplace. Eggnog and eggnog. with rum in it. Right. <laughs> Still waiting. For, I'm still waiting for more to send me free eggnog or eggnog recipes. That's uh, that's that's the only way, that's the only way to really celebrate is <laughs> is to ask ask more ask more from more when I've already given her all this trouble the last <laughs> uh, last ninety minutes. Laura, um, again, thank you so much, and uh, I hope that uh, you had a really great time and that. Everyone out there gets to celebrate the the winter holidays and just relax. Relax with family, right? Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I hope we brought some holiday cheer there with the trivia and just the casual conversation that we had with Morris Spence Carroll and not to mention the interview that we did in part one. I hope you enjoyed this two-part episode. Once again, be sure to check out the links down in the show notes below. Get your Friends and fellow citizens mug, support the program. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. As always, they are incredibly special for the podcast. Have a great rest of your week. And remember, a day in America is always better when we are with our family, friends, and fellow citizens.